Hello, and welcome to another episode of Min Mitten Gaming. I, your host, Juice, am here today, and I am joined by a good friend of ours. Uh, Jake, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name's Jake. I've been a wargamer for about 15 or 16 years. Uh, play a bunch of different games. And yeah, currently my number one spot in my heart is Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. I am uh, doing a series of interviews with some uh, GMs that are going to be at Midmitten Gaming Con, and I'm super excited uh, just for all the different games that we're going to be offering and offering even more coming here in the future. So uh, I hope you guys look forward to these. I'm going to be sharing a little bit about the Game Masters as they go through the games themselves that they're going to be running, the tournaments or events they're doing, and just a little bit about the con in general to get you excited. And also, if you're you know interested in one of these games, the point behind these is that you have the opportunity to go in and you know just like hear about it or you know kind of like learn about the game. So uh, with that, Jake. Um, Give us a little bit. So how did you get into Marvel Crisis Protocol? And tell us a little bit about the game itself. Hmm. So how I got into Marvel Crisis Protocol, I bought the game shortly after it released. Uh, I was very heavy into Malifaux 3rd Edition at the time. I was getting weekly games in of, of Malifaux. And one of the big podcasts for Malifaux mentioned this game as a good side game, a good filler game for when Malifaux gets too crunchy for you, you can play some Crisis Protocol and kind of let your brain relax a little. So I picked the game up, and honestly, when I first read through the rules, I thought, that's that's too basic, that's too simple, I'm not really interested. So I didn't really... So this would have been early 2020, maybe mid-2020. I didn't... Uh, really touch the game or get a game in until January of this year, 2022. My kids getting older, getting into the Marvel shows and everything, I thought, hey, maybe this would be the miniature game to actually get them to sit down and start playing games with me by the rules. So I played a game with my 11-year-old, and he liked it, and it, it was simple enough for him to play. But then I quickly realized, even just playing against him, that there's some there's some depth to this game. There's some tactics for... You know, what's the best play you could do? It, it gives you a lot of different options. And so then that hooked me. I uh, started, I went down to an event in Lansing and played with a group there that plays all the time. And I had a really good time. Uh, things I like about the game. And so well, since uh, since January, I've played in probably, probably eight events, eight or nine MTP tournaments between Lansing yeah. and Grand Rapids. Yeah, and I've made one of those, even though I've tried to make more. <laughs> yeah, you you got to up your game. Uh, don't worry, nobody else from the group has really made it. Adam made it to one of them. He used all my miniatures. I don't know if that counts or not. I guess it does. But so, where am I at next? Things like what 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 I like about it, probably. Yeah, what's some of your favorite mechanics and some different things with the game itself? So, one thing I really enjoy is roster building. Um, this game is 100%. You can play any model with any model. So there's no factions. There's no, there's no like teams that limit you. So if you like this character, go out and buy that character because he can work with whatever characters you already have. Um, they do give you bonuses. Like if you only like the X-Men and that's all you want to play, they do give you a bonus for running. It's called in affiliation in this game. If over half your force uh, is from the same affiliation, you get a little bonus. And so I really like that openness to the game. I mean, how many miniature games have we played where 
the entire line is sick or you like some models from this faction and some models from that faction but you don't really want to you know mix and match because it's too expensive too kind time consuming um something else i like is the open information um when you go to an event you create a roster of 10 characters and you even bring in your own uh, objectives to play in the match with and everything and you will get to build your game you will see the table see the terrain see what objectives are coming in and see your potential opponent's characters and then once you get all that information then you select from your group of 10 to make your team so i really like having that knowledge not just having to you know pre-construct a 200 point list and walk in and take on all comers i really enjoy yeah. that I really do too. It's one of the uh, unique parts. I think it's one of the more strategic parts because you, you can make or break yourself. One of the, the tournament I went to with Jake, um, obviously, you know, there was other factors, but a big factor probably why I lost the last game that I played was because I, I just chose poorly when I was choosing my list. I didn't choose, uh, I was playing X-Men and Brotherhood and Brotherhood's more attrition and we were playing a more attrition map and I I should have played to my strengths instead of my weaknesses. So, and I played X Men with Storm instead. So, <laughs> yeah, it almost it rewards you for that that game knowledge. I don't think it's so overpowering though that being a new player, you would absolutely lose to anybody who knows a little bit more than. You. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and I did fine even. You know, I I I the guy ended up winning by a pretty good substantial you know point lead, but I never felt like I didn't have a shot. You know. You know what? That's another thing. This game has a lot of comeback mechanics, so you always feel like you're in it, and blowouts are pretty rare. When when your characters, when your heroes take damage, they gain power, which is what lets them use their special abilities, their superpowers. So, and you can never just, well, there are a few models in the game, but for the most part, you can't ever just, like, table something. You will have to daze it first. That moment in the comics and the movies when Captain America gets tossed into a building and he's gone for a few moments, but then he comes back ready to keep fighting. This miniature game has that mechanic to where once you reach your wound limit on one side, you become dazed, you're no longer able to be affected, and then the next turn, you're going to flip over and come back and stay in the fight full of power from all the injuries you just took. And sometimes even their stats and abilities change from front to back of the card. So that's something else that I really like about the game. I think they did a good job of grabbing the feel of most of the heroes yeah for sure and then on that to jake's point too so juggernaut's a good example they do a lot of lore things with that too so like on the flip side of juggernaut he loses his helmet which gives him he gets a different ability that's like a comic based thing the avatar of Sidorak or whatever but he loses some defensive things because his um his helmet is you know in the lore defends him against psionic stuff yeah, and they even, it annoyed me at first, but they even named some of their abilities after the lore. So uh, Juggernaut has Nice Punch, which that comes from the cartoon, right? He gets hit by somebody says, ha, nice punch, and he keeps going. And that lets him reduce damage. Kingpin has something similar that lets him reduce damage, but it's named something else. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. And at first I didn't like that because like, well, just call them all the same thing so I know what they are. But the more I've played, I've realized, oh no, it really gives you the feel of that character even something as small as the superpower is named for that character yeah like rogue uh, hers is different i can't remember if it's but the captain marvel or marvel uh she's got kree bio something kree something anatomy kree anatomy maybe it does the same thing but reduces damage but yeah 
Yeah, so it's definitely a really good game, especially if you're into comics, but even if you're not, you know, I think with the new movies, it's become more mainstream. For me personally, you know, I've been into comics way before I was into miniature gaming, so it's kind of fun to see the two worlds collide. Uh, I played an X-Men Brotherhood list like I talked about, and it's kind of fun for me because Magneto in the comics, spoiler, but uh, he changes sides a lot in the comics, so it's kind of cool to team him up with the X-Men in some parts and whatnot, so... I really like that. So, with that, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about your bank game, the game, and like what's your favorite parts and stuff. So, um, you know, if you've got people looking at Midminton Gaming um, Con that's coming up here, what would you tell people looking to sign up for the uh, tournament that you're going to be running? So, if you're already into Marvel, it's going to be a standard event. We're going to use. Uh, it's going to be a rated event on Longshanks. Um, this game has a pretty big uh, tournament scene, and a lot of them use long shanks to create rankings and strength of schedule and all that kind of stuff. So if you already know what you're getting into, if you already like the game, if you know you're working on a sick list and bringing you know the sickest cards with you, and you want to play competitively, come on out for that because that's what it's for. If you're not into the game or you've bought the core box and you you haven't really played it yet, um. The game is super simple. I've got the rulebook in front of me right now. The rulebook is a free download, so there's there's you know not that barrier to entry to learning the rules. It's 31 pages, and there's lots of pictures and graphs. And the pet the the uh, last like six pages are all um just references. So you're looking at a 25 page rulebook. It's the game is simple. It's streamlined. It's it's clean. It's a very clean system. So I think it's easy to learn. Your character cards are very literal. If it says after an attack against this character is resolved, do this. Well, that means once that attack's finished, that's when you do it. Um, the community so far that I've seen in both Lansing and Grand Rapids and our, our small little local area here, I mean, everybody's welcoming, everybody's cool. I went to my first event only having played two games against my 11-year-old and Everybody walked me through the system. They answered any questions I had. So don't be afraid of, you know, you showing up and you not knowing what you're doing. Because um, honestly, between the community being cool and the game being as almost, I don't want to keep using the word simple because there, there, there really are some tactical decisions. It's just a very clean, smooth it's system. Layered, yeah. So it's yeah. simple, simple to play and learn, but complex in strategy. I guess you'd say like where Not you can best. build, you can build, you know. Yep, yeah, like, even you and me played a game, was that just yesterday? No, a couple days ago. I don't know if I'd call it playing, it was more like a stomping, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, so we, we played, and, man, you were making decisions, and I'm sitting there looking at it like, I would have never even, like, I didn't even think of that. I was thinking of this, because there's so many points where you can make a decision in this game, and it's going to go left or it's going to go right. And it, it can really change things and really give you a lot of analysis paralysis almost. Cause there's just so much you can do in any one turn. Yeah. I think it was interesting too. me and Jake. So Jake won, uh, but we, uh, we went into it and, uh, after we played, there was like a certain turn, a couple turns back where we talked and I was like, I think if I would have done this instead, it would have been way different. And we were, he was like, yeah, I think so too. So that's something where it's like, I, I was kind of on the back foot for a little while, but I had a chance to catch up. I kind of missed my chance because I made some weird plays, and I do that often. But, um, you know, it was something where I never felt like 
you know, for the most part that I couldn't like catch up or, you know, if I knew my list a little bit better, I might've had a better chance. I, that's one thing unique with the, the 10 characters that you pick in the moment to play. You know, I had looked at my list and I just kind of picked what looked fun really fast, but I probably should have brought some other characters. It would have gave me some more dynamics and stuff, but you just don't know, you know, and you play with what you can and, and play to your strengths and, and it's really enjoyable that way. So Yep. Another thing, if you are totally, if you, if MCP sounds interesting to you, but you're not bought in at all, they have a starter set that's a really good deal. You can get it for like, it's a hundred bucks MSRP, but you can get it for, you know, 70 to 80 on Amazon or online or wherever you like. Yeah. To if shop. you go to like buy sale trades, I've seen it as low as like 50 or 60 even. So that box gets you, it gets you 10 characters. So right there you have a legal ready to play list. It gets you a handful, a bunch of cards it gives you your measurement sticks, your dice, your tokens. It even has terrain in it. It has, what is it, one building, two, two cars, cars, two dumpsters, and then mm -hmm. a bunch of scattered terrain. Yeah, so it's this... a very good deal for the cost. Yeah, and this game has its own terrain sets, but really, so like even one of Jake's tables, you can buy the die cast like cars that you can get at Dollar General or whatever, and they look just fine with like the scale. You just kind of have to look next to the models because they're not all the right scale but like you got a um post office truck and it, it's pretty perfect for his <laughs> set yeah and you know it's it's a it's a superhero game so even if you know captain america is half the size of the car you have on your table well you know it's because the focus is on him you know that's the emphasis yeah right. um he's in an alternate yeah. universe there you go <laughs> yeah or or a multiverse absolutely one thing too to jake's point with the set being so cheap so a lot of people are like okay what's the best model in the game those kind of things so there's a guy there's a few people but there's a guy that won a, the one of the big adepticon tournaments just using mostly the core box so like steve rogers um who you get in the core box his leadership ability for avengers is one of like the thought of as one of the best leadership abilities you know out there like it's just mechanically easy to do and, and use and stuff like that so like if you're coming in with just a core box you're really not behind at all you're not like you know hurting for good models or anything like that and you can splice in different models and like you know it, it's just it's a pretty balanced game it's nice you know yeah to that point i think that that shows that power creep hasn't really started in this system yet there are over i want to say 115 characters released for this game and like you just said juice a guy just won adepticon with basically the core box the first you know five of the first 10 models that came out for the game was his main force and he uh he not only won he won pretty handily i'm pretty sure he went undefeated yeah i can't so, quite remember i think it was nathan from the gamers guild though which is yep. a really great podcast if you're looking or youtube for stuff he he's got great content out there if you check it out but but um but yeah i i know like you know there's definitely ones that people i think uh black orders one with thanos that's one where people you know um find it very powerful but the nice thing is it's one of those mechanics that's kind of easy to understand and i think that's why a lot of people lean into that but um you know when i've played against it i've seen it played like it, it's not overpowered you know and, and it's really great to see that balance you know if somebody has played their list a couple times like they can they can do a good job against it even like you know no matter what they're using kind of thing so it's really nice yeah i do i mean everybody thinks that their game is balanced 
but I do think Marvel is balanced. Um, because you just spoke of Black Order, Black Order, there's always a boogeyman, right? Last season, and uh, if you hear me say the word season, Marvel also has a huge TTS community, tabletop simulator community on Steam, where people play competitive seasons. It's like a eight game season with cuts and try, you know, get, try to win out against hundreds of other people. Well, last season, Black Order, everybody was scared of Black Order. They dominated so hard. And this year, after, you know, uh, it's also a living game. So character profiles get updated. Um, they they have a card system. Cards come in and out of rotation, in and out of uh, banned and restricted format. All of that information is available online. They even release a card pack. So if you are just buying into this game, you can go for... 15 or 20 bucks buy the 2022 card pack and boom there's your cards for the season yeah and you can you can technically play the game with a small affiliation box which they're coming out with like asgard that has four models those kind of thing you can you can get by without having the full 10 models if you're just doing casual games like you can you know buy in pretty cheap depending on what you're wanting to do if you don't want any of the core box stuff but it's a good deal so but continue sorry i thought the affiliation boxes are coming out those are a really great buy-in value but um after so this season black order is almost almost not necessarily unseen but nowhere near the boogeyman that they were before now everybody's talking about the next model coming out on august 12th malekith he's gonna be so broken and unstoppable there's there's just always a boogeyman but it it's nice to see that well there's a new boogeyman every month so it shows you that last month's boogeyman wasn't actually all that bad Right, and when you look at the standing, so to Jake's point, the tournament that he's going to be running at the con is going to be ran using Longshanks, which is like one of the main systems that people use to track MCP and a couple other games. What's really cool is if you actually look at the top tournaments all around the board, um, it's various affiliations and factions and stuff that range from top, you know, most like played range from top players. You know, like there's not one faction that I've ever seen like it just just board wipes every time you know when black order people are screaming about it being the boogeyman i'd actually go and look at tournament results for big tournaments of you know 20 30 people you know in different states and stuff and i mean it'd be like top five but it would never really get second or third or maybe like one tournament out of 20 that it would be first place but that player was also a good player and they you know they practiced they like did they did a lot with it so i mean like you just gotta you know, it's 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 really awesome just to see the balance there. So, absolutely. Uh, something I will say: bringing up a good player winning with various affiliations. Um, I will warn people because I have definitely played with some people that would not like this game. This is a dice game. It uses d8s, and they they're they're swinging on purpose. So you have a fifty percent chance to hit, but you can explode a die on a certain result which adds dice to your dice pool and so you can get you can get an outcome where somebody who wasn't supposed to do anything just went absolutely nuts and like wrecked your magneto in one attack or you can get a big you know hulk is rolling 12 dice hitting this puny little guy and he does nothing so there is this swinginess to the dice but that's that's almost built into the mechanics of the game they know that's going to swing, but if you are somebody who, oh, bad, I, I'd have no luck if I didn't have bad luck, and oh, the dice are always against me, I could see that driving some people nuts with this game. But the whole reason I went off on that tangent is because, to your point, if you look at these rankings on Longshanks, which is why I love that system that you can actually have all this data, 
you get consistent winners playing. You get consistent players at the top of these events. And so if it was 100% just like luck and skill and dice-based, you wouldn't be seeing that consistency of play. So it is a game where you can come out and casually roll some dice, throw some cars into people. We didn't even talk about that terrain system. You can pick up a building with Hulk and smash it on your opponent. How sick is that? But you can just have fun like that, roll some dice, or if you really put the time and effort in and want to play a competitive system, I think Marvel is good for that too, which we see with the consistency of the tournament winners. Yeah. So, Jake, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast again. Um, I've been doing this session while Jeff's been out at Gen Con and some other stuff. So, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're interested in coming to Midmitten Gaming Con, it's going to be taking place in November, the 4th, 5th, and 6th of this upcoming November 2022. Uh, we have signups launched already on Warhorn. We'd love for you to go on there, check it out, sign up. There's a bunch of different games you can look at for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, RPGs. Um, MCP is going to be doing a tournament on Sunday and uh, you know I'm super excited about it Jake one thing that you know he won't say this about himself but he is you know he's he's really good at this game and you know he's one of the top ranked players he's getting there right now the more he plays the just better he gets all the time with it and what's really cool is when he goes into something especially a miniature game or anything like that like he goes 100% so it's really exciting to have him running this event for us and I'm going to be playing in it it's going to be my off day when I'm not facilitating for the other two days so (laughs) I'm really excited about it but come check it out please and um just you know we'd love to if you have any games that you'd like to run email us our information's on our event pages and um it's just going to be a good time so and it's going to be all for charity too which is just which is awesome and something really close to our hearts so jake thanks for coming on the podcast and um we just um appreciate it and we hope that all the listeners have a wonderful day or night wherever you're at thank you thanks for having me